Um, so speaking of white people problems. Okay. Did, did you see Maple Story 2 came out? I saw an ad for it, I think, on Crunchyroll. So oh, apparently so you can like upload your own textures to make clothes and you can sell the clothes. That's not going to end well, is it? Well, it's like, I don't know, we're on day eight of MapleStory being out. And the store is just, like, when you when you open the store, the front page is just Make America Great Again hats. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that dominated <laughs> by far. I was expecting more penises, so... I, well, that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, no, the, there's going to be, like, they're going to slip in pornography or something. But it's like, no, it's just there's a t-shirt that says proud to be white. And it's like, okay, well... <laughs> white supremacy not- instead. Yeah, not not gonna say it's a an improvement, but it's like I, it's a pleasant surprise that I was wrong. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you're going to the store and you're expecting to see a bunch of dicks, and then you don't see any dicks, it's a little disappointing. You're like, man, I wanted some dicks right now. A little bit, and I mean, the other thing, a lot of people say the "Make America Great Again" hat is inherently racist, and I don't think that's necessarily true. I think the proud to be white shirt is more problematic. Yeah, that one's definitely racist. Um, but there's also like a lot of baggage comes with it. Where <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they have a guy going through and like deleting stuff that might be controversial. I but would. They have to make sure they job. have a policy, you know. Well, maybe I would. I feel like you could do that job pretty easily. So you could just like listen to podcasts all day, and then maybe screenshot the stuff you really like to like share on Facebook when you get home. Yeah. Do. You- did you ever uh, play around with that thing on the Wii U where you could draw stuff? Um, not a whole lot. I know it, with the the one Smash Brothers level. Yeah, they incorporated like, it, like, it. Yeah, it was Battlefield, but then there's pictures in the background. Yeah. And I never really saw anything inappropriate there. I've seen screenshots of inappropriate stuff, but they were pretty good about catching it fast. I remember seeing, like, I would always be really impressed by some of the drawings people did do of, like, Pikachu and Link and stuff. It'd be, like, that, kind of like an anime style, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be shaded and everything. It's like, wow, someone someone spent some time on that. Oh, yeah. There's uh, there's some really quality stuff, and then there's, like, yeah, whatever. Now it's try- gone, and that level's just Battlefield. Yeah. Which I guess is fine if you like Battlefield. But it's, it, it's definitely lost a lot of its charm. Especially because the pictures were themed around the characters. Like, they had a board set up for each character. Yeah. So you could go to, like, the Dr. Mario board and put in a bunch of, like, proctology jokes. <laughs> yeah, I think you've sent me this before. We're like, the thing is, though, is I feel like this is probably maybe, like, a, a very cherry picked representation of what you'd find on the USA versus the Japan one. Well, it's it's cherry picked in terms of the uh, the subject matter, but the quality issue is pretty real. Okay, you don't see the good. <laughs> um, I mean, like some of these are like I don't I have no idea how they could have possibly done this on a Switch controller. I mean, where did they get like the gray color in some of these? Right, like I, I get um, like, they do black the, and white, but yeah, they do the dot thing. How, how would you do that? Like, almost <laughs> wonder tone. if they use like a. Uh, they, they used the D-pad. Uploaded or no? Huh. They used the D-pad. I mean, there's there's a technique to it. If you look up how to draw good pictures in Splatoon 2, please help on Google. Then oh. you'll you'll find some interesting tutorials that show the the lengths and the amount of time people put into this. That reminds me. Do you remember? Um, it was Animal Crossing on the DS, and you could make your own textures. 
Yeah. And then people would go to... There was a program for it, but you know, they'd, instead of like making some dumb texture, they would like I'll take like their 16 squares and like make a mural with them and, and plot each yeah. square out. Yeah, I, I remember doing that, and, and there was... There was things that helped you, so you could just follow along. You'd upload a picture, and it would do it for you. Yeah, that was that, cool. That's that's a similar technique to how you do it um, here. Okay. Um, I remember having like I think like a Star Fox one, so I could walk out and I'd have like you know a big old picture of Star Fox like outside my house. I yeah, like, I made. Yeah, I'm cool. I made the I made like an overworld of the the Legend of Zelda sprites. Oh, nice. Um, Did you go crazy with it and like cover your entire town? I covered like a quarter of it. Like it, there was like the mayor's office, and then like next or next to town hall, there's like a tree, and I built a mural around the tree. So it was like this is Zelda Park. Oh, that's neat. Um, it was yeah, it was fun because it was big enough that it would fill up your screen when you're there, but it didn't like it was in a corner, so it didn't ruin the whole town. Sure. God, I was really into Animal Crossing for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I still am. I <laughs> I do those uh, those paintings. Um, did you ever watch Mega sixty four? Have you ever seen the show? Um, I can't tell if that's a serious question or not. Uh, one of my favorite episodes or favorite like gags is um the the character Sean is like he's been there the longest and he's the most crazy. <laughs> and there's a part where like Rocco's just like he's had it. And he's like I'm gonna go stay with Sean. So he goes to where Sean lives, and it's this white room that just has, like, a table with a clock that's flashing 12. Oh, God. And there's two chairs, and there's a painting of a sad clown and his sad clown son. (laughs) And so the two of them are sitting there in the chairs, and Sean's like, you know, I'm glad I have two chairs. I knew one day someone would come and sit with me. He's like, yeah. And And he refers to the clowns as his buddies. And there's, like, no context of where the painting came from. And I, I recreated that room perfectly in Animal Crossing. And I got, like, I did the dot by dot and colored out the sad clown painting oh, wow. on a texture. So that's up on the wall next to a, a bicycle helmet and two chairs. Nice. Did you send that to him? Like, tweeted at him? I did. I, I also made a, a Mega 64 system with, like, a whole, like, a game testing dungeon. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was fun. I imagine they get like so much shit tweeted at them though. They're, they're pretty big. Where some that'll get lost in the shuffle, or maybe not. I don't know how Twitter works. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not sure it does. You know, I've tweeted at people about stuff, and then I ne- they don't respond. It's like, oh, maybe they're just busy, or maybe they don't like my game. Oh yeah, I was a little bummed out. Um, this Saturday was Homer Saturday, where you draw a picture of Homer, and then everybody retweets it, and nobody retweeted my Homer. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was a little disappointed. Like I normally don't get my hopes up, but yeah, but that one seems like it'll be big and everyone's going to be doing it. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, it wasn't a very good picture. Maybe that's the problem. Should have been like dope. Um, what was it? Here, I call it "We Are Homer." There we go. Dude, and <laughs> I kind of like it. Um, how's your how's your week? How you doing? My week's been all right. A lot, of, a lot of it's been spent sorting uh, air fittings at work. So I spent like eight or nine hours this week just just sorting air fittings because adults can't put shit away properly. Yay! That's always fun. Don't you work in a inventory thing too? Um. Yeah, I buy inventory. I kind of do that a bit now as well. Though I, a place I work at's way fucking smaller than where you work. 
Um, it's fun. I like being a buyer. It's okay. I'm not good at it, and I kind of like one of these days I'll just get fired, but they haven't caught on to me yet. I guess in my case, there's nothing really to be good or bad about it. It's sort of like, we need these parts, please order them. It's like, okay, they'll be here tomorrow. Well, that's the problem we're at right now. Like, someone came by yesterday and said, hey, we need, I need 45 bricks. I said, okay, I can buy 45 bricks. They'll probably be here next week. And he said, okay. And then today I'm getting yelled at because, like, those bricks, we need those bricks today. And, well, okay. Uh, why didn't you tell me that was an important thing yesterday? <laughs> we end up, it's funny, my, my boss doesn't like it, but we order it from McMaster Car a lot because it's 24. Like, they'll just ship it, they'll get it to you the next day. Dude, sometimes they get it to you the same day. It. I don't know how the fuck they're so fast. It's amazing. It's insane. McMaster Car is the best website, dude. It is, is really great. I fucking love it. It's like, every time it's like, I need some weird shit. It's like, I bet they have it. And then they do, and it's like, why do they have this in stock? And why is the only it so person readily in this goddamn country? Yeah, it's like, it's like, I wonder, do they have screws that curve? Because that shouldn't exist, but I wonder if they have it. And then the guy is like at your door already. Like, you want your curved screws, right? <laughs> it's so easy to order from them to you. Just call and like five minutes later, like, yep, it's on the way. They have the best website. There is no like ads or pictures. It's like all text, but in a practical sense. Yeah, I feel and then like the pictures they do have of like the items are useful. Yeah. I can't believe I'm geeking out with someone over a, a website you can buy, like, calipers Dude, from. Everybody, McMaster Car. And the prices are pretty good. Yeah, my, my boss thinks they're a bit expensive, but it's like, dude, you're paying for the shipping. Like, Well, yeah, it, it's also... It's fine. It's correct. I mean, I have issues where sometimes I'll buy a cheaper thing, and it's like, oh, this doesn't work the same. Yeah. Freaking calipers, man. We got, like, 30 of those fuckers in our plant, and I gotta, like, make sure they're all calibrated every once in a while. I gotta take gauge blocks to them. Yeah, they're important, though. I, I do worse things, but it, it's it's a pain in the ass keeping track of them. And then if one breaks, we gotta order a new one, and I got one person going, well, you gotta make sure they're certified, and the other person going, just fucking buy a cheap one, and we'll run the gauge blocks on them, and then we'll say they're certified because we tied them to our calibrated gauge blocks. And I was like, I, both of you are yelling at me, and I don't really care which one we do. Someone pick. So what do you do at your place? Um, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. I'm technically. I mean, what is your what does your company do? Oh, uh, screen print. That's right. You make robots. <laughs> we do. Robots are the best. Robots are pretty cool. We got a, we got a robot arm in, in the inspection department. What's that? What's that Cubic song? It's like Cubics, robots for everyone. You lost me. You don't know Cubics? I don't. Oh, okay. You know how there's like, with like, a, if you take a Rubik's cube, but it was your friend. Okay. And then you sing robots for everyone. Is this another Jason Steele thing? Uh, no. This was. Oh, you really don't know? Okay, this I've, is I've a Saturday really morning know. cartoon. Really? Yeah. I'll, if I send you a picture, you'll immediately know what I'm talking about. But it doesn't surprise me that you never uh, sat down to watch it. So just UBIX. C U B I X. Okay, I'm looking at pictures of this. I literally... Oh, okay, yeah, I, I recognize this is a toy. <laughs> yeah, it's a dumb toy. Um, it's very poorly animated. Um, but it's about robots. And the whole the idea was, like, they live in this sci-fi future where everybody just has robots. Because robots are cool. Man, the, the, the kids in this show, those animated kids, look just... Like, they have, like, shark's eyes. They're just so 
soulless. You should see how they're animated in the game. Oh, God. Because... Do you own the, the game? I bet you do. I don't. But the way wow. they're animated is actually very clever because it was a it was like a cost efficiency thing <laughs> where um <laughs> they 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 have it rigged like a puppet so if you pull back the top of the head the jaw will kind of open down and so it, there's no lip syncing it's literally just like a hand puppet talking oh wow um and it's super bizarre because it's jarring to look at but I understand enough about 3D animation that I was like, oh, that's actually a really ingenious shortcut if you're on a budget. So, E621 does not have any Cubics fan art. <laughs> wow, dude, that's the first one. <laughs> that was dry. I'm a little surprised. Now, if I go to DeviantArt and type it, uh, the first thing that comes up is looks like a work in progress for what will probably be porn. So, at least DeviantArt is living up to its expectations. That's good. There's a lot of weird anime shit that doesn't involve cubics, so I, I don't really know what's going on. And I imagine if I scroll down far enough, I'll find My Little Pony stuff. Yeah, it just kind of turns into it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay like, with that, though. I like the, I like the style. I like, um... I like robots. Did Twilight Princess ever make a robot? No, that was Skyward Sword that had the shitty robot. I hated that robot. I hated that robot so bad. Um, that was unnecessary. Oh wow! I'm, I'm looking at this animation. Yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> they look they look like uh, like Muppets, and and it's just like there's supposed to be voice lines, but really it's you watch that and all you hear is. <laughs> I love how we can have a topic and then just end up focusing on like the dumbest thing instead. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. So it's great. It's what makes our show charming. Uh, speaking of cubics, what is your favorite robot? That's a good question. Ah. Um, you think I would have prepared an answer, but I didn't. Maybe Bender. Oh, dude, that's a cool robot. Futurama. I I feel like that's where my head's going. Like immediately is like that's the first one that comes to mind. Is Bender is pretty awesome. Bender is great. He is awesome. Um, Star Wars has a lot of neat robots. Uh I don't know. Does it? Is it really? I like I like R two D two is pretty cool, and I like BB eight. I like BB nine E. Or is that the evil BB eight? Yeah, yeah, I like that one too. He has two lines, and what's funny is that I actually have a BB nine E toy that has three lines, and it's like, wow, they this toy is more vocal than he was in the movie. Damn. Oh, freaking General Grievous is cool. He's not a robot. He's 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 close enough. Okay, so I want to have this conversation. Okay, we're gonna do it. Cyborgs are stupid. Hmm. And they're not robots. I feel like that's two different conversations. Cyborgs are stupid is its own thing, and then cyborgs aren't robots is its own thing. Now, I'll agree with the second one. I, I feel like they are probably different than robots. I don't I think can they're only stupid, think of, though. I can only think of two cyborgs I like. Which which are they? Darth Vader. Okay. And Manborg. I don't really consider Darth Vader to be a cyborg. So I guess he He's is more machine than man. Yeah. But they hide it. <laughs> I mean, you you see a guy in a suit with a helmet, and the, the cyborg part is the spooky voice. Yeah. And that's the only reason he's cool, because when, when a cyborg is portrayed as having, like, Borg parts sticking out of their face, it's, like, cheesy. Yeah, kinda. What do you- okay. Uh, what about androids, then? Are those a separate thing, or are those, is that just another name for cyborg? 
No, I would call an android a robot. Because I feel like the um the androids in Dragon Ball Z are at least made with enough human parts. Like they're basically characters, they're not just robots. Well, the the androids in Dragon Ball Z um are cyborgs. Okay, so they call them the wrong thing. I think they mentioned that in Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Um, they, they're using the wrong terminology. Because they also, they never explain this. And there's a part later when uh, Krillin and Seventeen have a, a daughter. And it's like, how does a robot have a child? And then Krillin's like, no, she used to be human. just has robot parts in her. I thought he wished that uh, her better with the Dragon Balls. No. Um, she's still a robot, like, the whole time. Oh, really? They're a cyborg. Which is huh. also, like, they just don't touch on it. It's like, <laughs> as soon as Cell shows up, it's like, oh, yeah, the androids are stupid. Let's talk about Bugman. Yeah. And you just, like, Dude, drop I, it all. Because that, that's where I'm at in Dragon Ball Z Abridged, and I fucking love how much that show just rips on that Dragon Ball Z's plot holes. It's like, There's everyone a lot that to play shows with. up and brings up. I know, it's so funny, and they're just like, what about, why wouldn't you just do this instead? So, androids, um, I like Data from Space Trek. <laughs> because he's always... Show is called. It's it's weird. I mean, you, have you watched a lot of Star Trek? That's not a big thing for you, right? No, I've seen I've seen on, on some of the, the very first stuff with uh, William Shatner. And then mm-hmm. I've seen the movies, the newer ones, which I didn't totally care for. That's about it. And I, my brother says uh, Next Generation's really good. He's watched a lot of that. I think Deep Space Nine is the best one. If you wanted to have a conversation about Star Trek, you should. We'd, we'd have to have him on. I think he's. Yeah, that's he's not a bad idea. It's been a while. We should have him back. Um, but I like Data as a character. He's fun, and his gimmick is really understandable, but also relatable. Even though the whole point is that he can't relate. Sure. And it's interesting how he has these questions, or like he has um he has trouble with certain things where like he'll he'll misread the social cues, or he'll be perplexed by simple things. But also he has all these like superpowers where he just he's so strong or he's so smart or he's so fast. He's got to be careful because predator might show up to try and, and take his spine so he can evolve, be the next data. Yeah, he he might. <laughs> but whenever an episode focuses on him, it's like. It invites these weird plot holes where it's like Data should be able to figure this problem out or or he wouldn't make that mistake. And it's like they have to give him flaws for the sake of the plot. And in Voyager, instead of Data, they have a hologram that's sentient. Okay. And the hologram episodes are a lot smarter and they feel like Data 2.0 episodes. Oh, neat. Um, and the actor's very good, too. He He brings a lot of life and charm to the character. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I like some of these stories, but I'm getting really tired of the, the robots are people too. And so they want civil rights action freedom. Yeah. I feel like there's more fun things you can do with robots than that. Like, and I enjoyed, yeah. And I, and I want to say I did enjoy Detroit become human, but it was really tropey. Sure. Well, (laughs) and it's like, yeah, and it's like, if you think about, like, oh, I want robot fun, then I think you're right. Transformers is like, okay, that's fun. Well, the, like, the, the original Transformers movie, like, you, they're just treated as humans, right? Like, it, there's no question about whether they're human or not. Like, you feel bad when they die. They have motives yeah. and goals, and they, they mourn their losses and stuff. They're, they're just, basically like, aliens. people. Yeah, they're just metal people. You're right. I got nothing, I got nothing against that. that. That's totally fine. 
What's your favorite Star Wars robot then? Um, I'm not sure. I always you like IG88. Uh, I always liked IG88, but he was like a he was a boss in that one Nintendo 64 game. And I feel like Shadow that's of really, the Empire. Yeah, I feel like that's the only really reason why I know who he is. Do you like Forlom? I don't know who Forlom is. Now I did explain this, so I won't bore the listeners. Too late. Borskin Forlom. Um, but Forlom and Zuckus are the two bounty hunters that have like bug heads. The Forlom's oh, a robot. Yeah, you've yeah. you've talked about them before, I think. Yeah, and they got the toys like mislabeled, so the yeah. robot has the Bugman name. And um, I I think I think my favorite robots are abstract shapes. Hmm. And in more recent years, I think one of my favorites by far is the Ghost from Destiny. I don't know if I know what that looks like. Because it's just kind of it's it's basically like a robot eye, and not an eye, but like a light that kind of works as an eye. And it has triangles, and it can it can emote oh. and express with the triangles. Yeah, no, I okay, yeah, it's the Peter Dinklage thing that follows you around. Yeah, but it's very clearly just like a little assistant thing. Yeah, no, those are good. And I like my um, I like I got my Amazon Echo Dot. It's it's fun to have like a little robot assistant. Yeah, um, I would never I like have one those of those. Characters. I'd be afraid of spying on me. I I don't care. I have nothing to hide. I do. Wait, hey, FBI, are you jealous of my beauty? Is that why you cannot look away? Hey, FBI, I can explain all the weird porn. No, I can't. Hey, FBI, I'm gonna FB cry. Please send help. <laughs> I like um, I like Lord Conti from FLCL. I think that's a cool robot. He's got like a TV that's for a head. cool one. Yeah, that's a really good one. He's got a cool design. And I don't really remember him much of his character from that show. I just remember like every time he showed up, I was like, that guy's got a fucking awesome design. Yeah, he's always kind job. of like quietly standing in the background, or like he'll just be sweeping out front. Yeah, he, um, every once in a while he like punches a bad guy. Yeah, he'll show up when it's relevant, and it's like, oh, sweet. I should rewatch FLCL. I actually have it on DVD. They're like, don't watch the sequel. Illegally downloaded copies from 2008 or something, so the resolution's probably horrible. But I should do it anyways because that was a really good show. I never did watch the sequel. I've been, I, I kind of want to, but I hear nothing but bad things. Yeah, and I guess I don't. I don't need it. You know, like I'm, I'm willing to be like, no, FLCL ended. Yeah, the end at, at six episodes. I don't need it anymore. It's fine. <laughs> that's why. That's why I didn't watch Brotherhood right away. It's kind of like, no, I already watched Full Metal. I know it's different, but I got enough. Dude, the first Full Metal run is better than Brotherhood. All the I fucking anime fans need to shut the fuck up about it. I think there's legitimate pros and cons. And I think a lot of anime fans will admit that they're both fun. Um, I don't know. Every time I get, I see people arguing about anime, it's the the Brotherhood fan base has to show up and, and, and ruin everything with their shitty opinions. They fucking use the moon as a summoning circle, and it's stupid. That's stupid. It's dumb, shown and shit. Don't 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 defend that. It's dumb. I don't know. I think there's something cosmic about mathematics and circles. I guess, but I feel like the, the the end of that show jump like I would say like a, it jumps like an anime shark where everything's fairly grounded and it's like no nah, no nah, it's gonna be world ending and also I guess our dad's a dick they maybe we're fighting God or some shit and thing I don't remember the first first chunk episodes moved too fast because they were recovering ground from the first two thousand six anime 
robots for everyone. Alphonse, he's not a robot. He's a he's a cyborg. <laughs> I wanna I wanna get that suit of armor skin for Farah. Oh yeah, that's a good. I love that concept. I love like enchanted armor stuff. Enchanted armor is pretty cool. Um, it's the robots of fantasy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a of a cool robot. Because I, I left my notes at work, and I know I wrote down a bunch of my favorites. Mega Man. I've never beaten a Mega Man game. I beat one. Um, It was Mega Man 9 I beat. I remember the one where you fight Sparkman, I, I beat that level. I like the character designs in Mighty Number no. 9 for the villains. Okay. Um, Did you ever see those? Um, there's like I, a light bulb. Maybe like one or two. People didn't like that game either, so I kind of just stayed away from it. It was a bad game. It just was. I oh. Mighty number nine. I feel like so, there's got to be more game, like video game things to talk about. Like being a robot in video games can't be that. Well, weird. it's kind of a cliche. I mean, one of my favorites was uh, what's what's that one game on the sixty four where you run around, you can like grab things, you go shake, shake. Um, I got nothing. Okay, now I have two things to look up, and that's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> um, here's a light bulb. Oh, Rob the Robot. I I, I don't ever play him in Smash Bros. because I don't really like him. Oh, Rob the Robot's cool because he's a real friend. He was the first Toys to Life video game. Well, this is an interesting robot. It's kind of got like a bee theme. Well, it's electricity because she's a light bulb. Oh, okay. Look at look at her her scrumptious chest there with a filament inside. Yeah, kind of clever. It is kind of clever. I I like the design work that went into Mighty Number no. Nine, but the guy does not know how to like produce something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, mischief makers. Okay, I don't think I ever played that. Oh, okay, that was a fun robot, but it's not uh, a lot to talk about. Glados and Portal is a good robot. Is she a robot or is she a computer? Okay, so I mean, is it is a computer that can move around? Isn't that a robot? If she moves around okay. at the end. You gotta like. Fight so you her. know what? Let's talk about that. You mentioned how you have a robot at work. Yes. Does your robot have two arms and two legs and emotions? No, it, it it's a single hand, but at the end of the hand is just a shitload of suction cups. See, that's a robot, and I think what a lot of people talk about, like. Like, C-3PO is more of a, an android than a robot. Yeah. But people use the word robot a lot. No, I, I don't disagree with that. Okay, okay here's a question. Um, Is the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz a robot? Oh, fuck. I don't know what the hell he is. I would say he, he's like a, a, a monkeyless or something, right? Or a, Well, a he was a cyborg, but it got to the point where he lost all of his, like, organic parts... And he was only ten left. I just I don't think that that realm has like the technology to make cyborgs, but I feel like they could enchant armor. Well, that's the well. It was he was a um he was a woodsman, and he was cutting wood, and he cut wood so hard that he accidentally like cut off his leg. How the fuck did he manage that? And so the witch helped him by giving him a tin leg. Um, but what he didn't know is that she was collecting his parts that he kept accidentally cutting off. And so while he was working really hard to make enough money to to build a log cabin and marry his fiance, 
he accidentally like cuts off his whole body to the point where he's all tin and no more body. And then he and then he rusts because he starts crying and the tears make him rust. So he's like stuck outside this cabin. And what he doesn't know is that the witch collected all his body parts and made a, a Frankenstein out of his body. And the Frankenstein married his fiance because she didn't know the difference. So then he's like rusted out of tears and has to watch them live in this cabin that he built. Wow. That wasn't in the movie. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was having this conversation with my mom the other day. Do you ever think about the coroner that lives in Munchkinland? Because <laughs> he was like really excited about his job. Like they are, they are like two lines into the song, and someone says, "Before we start singing, can we verify that she's dead?" And he's like, "As coroner, I have to." Die. He's like, "Wow, he's already done with his job. Like he he autopsies, he autopsies, autopsies. How do you do that? Autopsy." He autopsied that witch, like, in two chords of a song. And he's like, I thoroughly examined the dead body and confirmed her death. And it's like, there's a yellow brick road, but there's also a red brick road. And it's like, does that red brick road go to just, like, a whole, like, grave site of, like, hills and hills of little tombstones? Like, oh, how man, busy that'd is be he really? Adorable. I don't know. I like, I like, I like to think about, like... I like when people bring that kind of shit up. Right? Like, here's like this fun kids movie, and they're gonna follow a road to go on an adventure. And then, but then there's also something like really dark in there too. Like, yeah, that guy's the coroner. What's his? And I want to see. I see the five? gun shop. There's a gun shop in the Emerald City. Really? Because they they go to the Emerald City, and it's like, will you help us? And he's like, well, get the broom from the witch. And so then they leave the Emerald City with a bunch of witch catching gear. And there's that shot of them, like, walking through the spooky woods, and they're carrying, like, traps and nets and stuff. But then the Scarecrow's holding a pistol that, <laughs> that he bought in the Emerald City. Like, hey, I'm gonna go get the witch. And I was like, okay, here's, you think they get here's a 45. The uh, they get a, they give him some courage. Yes. <laughs> it's such a, it's a messed up movie. I haven't seen that movie in so long that I got all to see it on the big screen, and that was the first time I noticed the gun. That's great. And I was like, I started laughing in the theater, because I was by myself anyways. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Robots. So, so we talked about some robots we like. What are some robots that you wish weren't there? Because we talked about Fee. Yeah, I was going to say Fee and The Legend of Zelda can just fuck right off. Um, I know there's robots I don't like. The, I was at first I was a little annoyed by the social justice warrior robot in um in solo. Okay. I never saw that movie. Her name was um L337. Mm. And all she talks about is robot rights and and how sexy Lando Calrissian is and how they they've made it before. And it's like at first it's like wow, they really inserted this really hard, but she becomes entertaining. And it's like, you know what? Uh, she kind of grows on me. Sure. Um, I'm struggling to think. I know there's robots I hate. I know there are, too. I just can't. I'm having a hard time, like, coming up with them. It's it's not something I think about. And then, of course, I did no prep work for the show again. Um, Mighty number no. 9, he's awful. <laughs> I, I like the villains front game, but his design is. Yeah. Yeah, Beck and Call. How about Beck and Call uh, my, my big bottom? 
I'm wondering if I just type bottom. in like famous robots. Under which ones show up? Uh, Astro Boy. Don't no, never really saw. I don't like his design. Um, oh, Tom Hanks robot. I hate that. Is it Tom Hanks robot? Yeah. No, not no. That, that's not Tom Hanks. That's um, Robin Williams. See the robot from Lost in Space. Don't really care. Kit from that one talking car Knight Rider. Don't care. Mechagodzilla. Is that really a Mechagodzilla's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that one. I'll fuck this page for having making me click next. <laughs> Let's see. That one's from Robocop. I'm not super familiar. Evangelion. Also not super familiar. T-1000 from Terminator. I like that one. I never really liked the Iron Giant. Oh, how about the how about Robot He-Man? I am unfamiliar with Robot He-Man. Um, Robot oh, Johnny He-Man. Five's cool. I like him. Remember that one? Johnny Five is alive! Robbie the Robot. What the fuck is that? Forbidden Planet. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, Forbidden Planet's a fun movie. Um, so He-Man Robot is cool because Skeletor's like, I know, I'll make a robot and disguise him as He-Man. And everyone will think that he is He-Man. And of course, it's like got a robot face. Sure. Um, that's not going to fool a single person. And it's actually kind of, like, scary looking, because it's kind of got this, like, skull element to it. And it's like, dude, you're just missing the point, man. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, shitty robots within these lists, and it's like, no, I like most of these robots, or I don't, I don't, I'm not super, like, familiar with them. How about Robot Chicken? That's a cyborg. There you go. Do you like Robot Chicken? What about Cyborg from Teen Titans? Um, you know what? He can be portrayed really interestingly, and I, I like that character when they use him right, which is most of the time. Sometimes I get kind of lazy with it, but um, like I really liked the casting in the Justice League movie, but they didn't give him any lines to really work with. Yeah, he just because I feel anything. like he was probably one of the more interesting characters in the Justice League movie because that yeah. movie was horrible. <laughs> that I, that Justice League movie is like a really good ten minute finale, and if you just watch that part, it's like, wow, why don't they make more of this? Yeah. Not Osimo from South Park is on this list, even though that is not a robot. Oh, that's that's a good one. I like, yeah, I like that though. To um, do Bishop from Aliens, there's a good robot. He's not really a oh, robot yeah. though; he's an android. I like um <laughs> the Energizer like when... Bunnies on this list. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I like the thing that 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 trope where the robot is disguised as a person and it's so good that no one knows that can be fun. Yeah. And like alien does it really well. Yes. Um, I liked that thing in, uh, was alien covenant where the same, the one actor was playing both robots. Yes. He will do the fingering. He was the only like good actor in the whole movie, but they gave him two roles. So it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It's like, well, we'll just give Michael Fassbender two rolls and it'll be fine. Yeah, he'll he'll carry it. Um, Seeing Rosie show up from the Jetsons and a couple of these, I don't really care for her. Rosie the robot is like a background character yeah. that stands in the foreground. And that's sometimes the problem with robot assistants is like when they're not treated like real people you kind of have to keep them in the background or you have to give them a lot of personality so you care. Yeah. 
50 best robots ever from Wired. Robonaut. Don't know what that is. Leonardo. Looks like a gremlin. Oh, wait. I think this is like an actual real like robot gremlin someone built. That's neat, I guess. All right. Don't care. Uh, Roomba. That, that's stupid. Give a fuck about Roomba. Oh, remember that, uh, the BattleBots thing where people would build, like, robots with saws and shit and make them fight each other? Yeah, those weren't robots. Those were RC cars. Yeah. They had, they had controllers, like, right there, like. It was still neat. It was fun. I always remember thinking, like, man, it'd be cool to do that. And then as I got older, I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Seems like a lot of work. I like. I saw one that was so cheap, and I hated it. And it's about when I stopped watching the show, where it was a robot, and it was like kind of flat, but it had a giant like birthday present on top of it. Oh, that's stupid. And well, no, what what happened was it's up against the you know the razor blade tornado bot, and it's got like a like a saw on it, and it swings out and it hit the uh, the present part. And the present part, like, explodes, and it's a net, and the net tangles up the robot that spins. Oh. And then the the present robot, like, it drops the present part, and it's just this flat little robot with a giant hammer, and the hammer, like, slams over it and keeps, like, smashing it while it's tangled up wheels and stuff. And it was like, that's just a dirty trick. This isn't entertaining. I don't but know, it was kind of funny. That's, that's pretty clever. This Wired article is stupid because some of it's real robots, and like, look, this guy made a robot arm, and then it's like, here's the robot from uh, that movie. It's like, I don't think you can have both of those things on, on the same. Well, it's like those robots that can walk and, and open doors and stuff are really impressive, but you can't compare it to, like, the assistant robot from Flubber that was right. a CGI, you know? I like the one from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide that was played by... Mm, what's his name? Alan Rickman. And he was like Eeyore, but a robot. That was a good one. How about... And, and this is another... This is another, like, blurry category. But what do you think about those, um... Those, like, animes with, like, mechs and stuff? Is a Gundam a robot? No, they're like... It's like a tank, but you, you pilot it, and it's shaped like a it's, person. It's a vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of my take. Which isn't to say I don't like them. Like, there's some oh, I love mecha anime. I love mech stuff, man. Um, I, my, my, I guess my go-to mech anime is like Code Geass, which isn't a, a typical mech anime, but there's there's some pretty cool mechs in it. Dude, my favorite costumes in uh in Heroes of the Storm are when they redo characters as mecha, and they did enough of them that they actually made an anime short where like oh, they really? fight, and it's so it looks so good. The quality, like they went to a really good anime studio and said, "Hey, will you make our characters fight?" Um, I don't know. I I feel like we're like meandering a lot, so I want to ask a story question. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I'm just like saying names at this point. So this is fucking worthless. If you if you want to write a story about robots, is it is it more engaging or is it more interesting to have the robot as the protagonist or have like robots as part of the setting to establish like the technology and stuff? I'd probably want to do it as part of the setting. Uh. I I, I think I think about um, what is it? Five Nights at Freddy's. I like yeah. I like how robots are used in that game as like a horror concept. Where yeah, they're, where they're the bad guy and you know they're the bad guy and it, you, it doesn't stop it though. Like there's still that um sense of danger there. Like I've had a couple of story ideas that are in, involved, you know, something similar. 
uh, guy goes to a factory at night or whatever to check something out, and, and shit's going haywire, and he gets locked in, and all the robots are building things they're not supposed to build, and it becomes, you know, like a cat and mouse thing, but it's definitely, like, about the, the main character trying to survive and not the robots as characters. I like that. Um, I like to do a lot of, like, I like to try and find roleplay on, like, Second Life and MMOs and stuff. Because those are always, you know, fun exercises just for writing. Sure. And I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm always doing this fantasy stuff with dragons and junk. I should try one of these sci-fi sims. So I went somewhere and I made a, I made an android character. And I went through the whole application process and I got in the city. And it was weird how no one wanted to acknowledge my character as an android. Like, everyone was always treating me like a person. Hmm. And, like, they always thought it was weird if I didn't have an emotional reaction to something or if I didn't have an ulterior motive because it's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I was told to come here and buy groceries because the person that uh, I'm helping, like, can't walk. I'm just doing my job. It was, like, kind of the character's approach. And that rubbed people the wrong way because, like, everyone's supposed to be a Sasuke edgelord, I guess. <laughs> And it was like, I did not fit in with any of the people there because I was like, I just want to be a robot for a little while and try something different. Yeah. And everybody's like, people with robot characters were like, I'm a gangster outlaw, but I've turned over a new leaf. Beep boop. And it's like, okay. They just wanted the aesthetic. They didn't want anything. Any of the baggage that comes with it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that's just not for me. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I don't go to sci-fi as much as I do fantasy. Uh, at least when it comes to like books, and I'm not sure why. I I like sci-fi stuff well enough. Well, you you pull back far enough, and they're they're pretty similar. It's just an aesthetic thing. Yeah, it can be. I I think one of the problems with sci-fi is that you run the risk of um validating the exposition dumps too much. Because yeah. it's like, okay, here's this crazy... We gotta explain how we've traveled faster than light without breaking the laws of physics. So, let me just go ahead and explain what warp jumping is and how to do a, a quantum jog. And th- there's there's also... There's the tech between the plasma shields and the plasma reactors are different kinds of plasma. So, don't get that confused. And it's like, you need to have an understanding of the setting. So, it's like, well, I may as well listen to this dissertation. Yeah. But it's not as engaging as the dwarves stole our beer. And it's like, I get it. I'm caught up. It's funny because I feel like there are are right and wrong ways to do hard sci-fi where you include all of those facts. Um, I have these uh, John Ringo books, which, to be honest, are not actually good. But uh, the main character is a a particle physicist. And so he's he's doing stuff with all this this weird science shit. And he's breaking it down into like particle physics terminology. And, like, I was learning things about particle physics, which was cool. But then I go back and read them again, like, when I'm older, and it's like, oh, there's a lot of just, I guess, shit in here I don't need to know. Like, it's more fun if things are just shooting each other. I don't need to know how the guns work. And there's definitely, like, the... I remember reading this book by Travis S. Taylor that was fucking terrible. It was about an asteroid coming to destroy the planet. And so they had to go onto the asteroid and then blow, make a an explosion and divert it and it would miss earth and somewhere in the climactic scene some something's breaking with like the engine on the ship and mid like explosion 
there's like four paragraphs on how the ship's engine works, and so this is how it's breaking in this specific way. And then it's like, and now back to our regular scheduled program. And it was miserable. Don't do that when you write books, people. <laughs> yeah, and you you talked about not needing to know how the gun works, and you just enjoy the firing part. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Star Trek, there's a lot of great bloopers of the original series where they're like walking into the doors because they had to walk with confidence that the door would open. So they never like stop and make sure the door opens and then walk through it because they have to sell like with their body language. It's like, we know how to work the ship. We know that the door will open. So they just, they walk confidently and the doors magically open whenever they need to. And you never stop and go like, how do the doors work? You just sort of appreciate how impressive the Enterprise is as a, as a functioning vessel. I mean, that's I, I, that's the thing with movies is they really can't do the hard sci-fi as much because there's just no time for it. Yeah. And I I really like Blade Runner. I need to rewatch that movie because last time I saw it, I didn't like it, but that was like eight years ago. I, I feel like Blade Runner does a really good job of um, show, don't tell, depending on which version you're watching because the narrated versions do a lot of telling. Yeah. Um. I like, see, to me, like, you know the, the ships in Alien go really fast. And, yeah. Because they're going from, like, star system to star, star system or whatever. And I don't need to know how the ships work to know they go really fast and that this is possible in this universe. And I, I guess, like, if I ever write sci-fi, and there's definitely sci-fi stories I want to do, I'm going to, you know, they're going to be, like, that kind. Like, I don't need to, it's like, yeah, we're going faster than light. Just fucking deal with it, you know? <laughs> I love and, and we got off of robots, but talking about sci-fi tech. Um I just don't want to do the research. I well I, I love how some things will stick with you too. And um like one of my one of my favorite childhood memories is playing Star Fox sixty four. And there's that opening shot, like the it's so dramatic and the music is so great. But when you're on that first level and you're flying in and it's like, uh, you know, make sure your G diffusers are on. And they don't explain what that is, but it's like, yeah, that's cool. They're they're doing their thing to be ready for the mission. And you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. And they've gone out of the way, like, after the fact to explain what a G diffuser is. And, like, I've actually, like, I got the R-Wing toy. And my first thing when I got the ship out was, do the G diffusers open? And it's like, why do I remember that word? But then also, <laughs> yeah, they open. This is so cool. And I'm, like, playing with my toy. <laughs> Because nice. the G diffusers work. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like you have to you have to use a very light touch with stuff like that. I mean, it you have to, it has to sound convincing, or people are just going to roll their eyes and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But it's the it's the idea, right? That, that these characters live in their world, and so they know things because they live there. And if they stop to explain it to you, that doesn't make any sense. And I run into that in in both fantasy and sci-fi on occasion where it's like as you know this is how this works and it's like why you're only telling that me that because i'm the reader needs to know but it's usually not important information and it's frustrating do you like the laws of robotics they're all right i feel like i like it i feel like they make sense right like if humans are going to make robots and then give them personalities but they're going to want to program some kind of laws in so shit doesn't turn into the Matrix. But also they don't work. Evidently not. If they they sound... To- and, and that's kind of the whole point of the, of the three laws is that 
on paper they sound flawless <laughs> and then like these things happen they're like oh no the, the, we found a flaw after there's millions of robots made i don't know what to do about it yeah um i just i can't i couldn't remember off the top of my head so i looked them up and it says a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law and a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws i mean yeah that, that seems pretty well and good but there's obviously ways around it because if there wasn't those you know fiction wouldn't exist of it well that, i mean that's they're intentionally written in a way where he knew that there were going to be loopholes like that's where he gets the conflict mm-hmm but this justifies why people would make robots in the first place. Because my my biggest problem with the uh, with like the cliche of a Frankenstein mad scientist kind of situation is that why would he do this at all? Because of course it'll go wrong. And yeah. with his stories, it's like, oh, this is why they did it. They thought they were covered. Yeah. And I I really like that. Yeah, I feel like in Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's motive was basically just, can I do it? I don't yeah. think he had any really altruistic things about that other than just like, I wonder if I can make a person. Well, I think part of it was about like defying death. So it's like, if I could, f- if I could figure this out, then I could make humans immortal. Yeah, that might've been in there. So in a way it was like a medical story and less about playing God, but he accidentally plays God and then everyone pays for it. I'll be honest, though, I'm, I'm kind of surprised in the real world that there isn't more just like, oh, I did this because I wanted to see if I could. Like, how come we don't have actual mad scientists, like, trying to make lasers? I don't know. We sort of do. I mean, we have, like, Elon Musk, who I guess wants to build himself a mech now, because he really likes that pod. That's cool. He's got money. He can do that. If we watch, like, Austin Powers and Dr. Evil puts a laser on the moon, and I'm just like... I kind of want that in real life. Maybe not, like, t- to that ca- catastrophic event, but just, like, some crazy dude who's just like, oh, yeah, I, I made a robot that can walk around and, and, and punch cars because I wanted to see if I, if I could do it. And the worst yeah, that happens is, neat. you know, someone someone's car gets punched. It's like, oh, well, we have insurance. I'm trying to find... This guy made, like, a synthetic heart that had, like, um... It was kind of like Cubics. <laughs> <laughs> there were like there were parts you could disconnect and like joints, like a toy. Oh, neat! So he made the synthetic heart, and there's a switch on it where you flip the switch and it starts beating. And there's like a there's like a little plug on the side, and he took like he got this like fleshy limb finger thing and plugs it into the heart, and he gets another one that's kind of like this fleshy chicken bone finger thing and plugs that into the arm, and then turns on the heart. And this, like, flesh thing starts crawling against the table because it's working. Okay. And it's, like, you know, proof of concept, this is the sort of thing that could literally save lives. Looking at it, ah! Yeah. <laughs> um, it is so disturbing, but also, like, yeah, but keep pursuing this. Because yeah, if we could construct hearts, we'll never run out of hearts. This is an amazing breakthrough, but also I don't want to look at it. Oh, oh, oh. I was waiting for the part where, like, and then he connected another fleshy thing and he stuck his dick in it. <laughs> That's phase four. <laughs> we don't talk about phase four. I feel like I had something else I was going to say, but it's gone. Well, 
Actually, we we talked a lot. Do you want to um? We did say one more good thing about robots before we go into our glad space. I like Goddard from Jimmy Neutron. I don't. I hate that. I hate Jimmy Neutron and I hate Goddard. Oh my God, turd. I. Why do you like Goddard? I, I like. I just like the. I like robot animals as a concept. I don't. I think it's kind of ah. cute. Ah. It's just like oh, the it, it's it's my robot and it can't die. Of old age, like I have a dog that'll live as long as me, and then it'll be sad when I die, but I'll be dead, so fuck it. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, I like Reggie fills a mech. <laughs> Is that when Reggie fucks a mech and comes inside? <laughs> yes, and yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I, robots are fun. Yeah. I think this is robots a- for everyone. I hope people enjoyed us talking about robots. We didn't talk <laughs> about sex robots. Oh yeah. Wait, okay. What's your opinion? I mean, it's just a weird form of masturbation at that point, right? Like it's just a, a toy. Yeah. I like. Let's pretend we're in the year. We're we're in the far off year of twenty thirty, and that's just a thing you can buy. Like, are you? Would you humor that? They sound expensive. <laughs> you see, that's... I like how that's where your 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 thought goes first, is like, oh, how much is that going to cost? Well, my second thought is like, okay, if the, the specific purpose of the sex robot is to have sex with it, then I have to, like, find a closet no one will ever go into to hide it in. Because if I have people over, I can't be like, oh, and this is this is Cindy, my, my sex bot. I, I, I fuck her strategically placed holes on occasion. Say hello to the people, Cindy. Like, no, 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 you're gonna, like, you're gonna, like, no, you fold it up into a briefcase and you put it in the back of your closet underneath, you know, like, the suits you don't wear anymore. And, but, you know, a robot's pretty big, like, if it's per people-sized, you have, like, a, it just seems like a lot to deal with. Okay, so this is where my mind goes. Uh, don't want to have to worry about cleaning that. Yeah. And, uh, I don't care if it's self-cleaning, it just seems kind of gross anyways. I feel like you'd have to spray some disinfectant in there, even if it was self-cleaning, just for, like, peace of mind. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll never strike you as a clean thing. No. Um. <laughs> At the same time, like, I don't think it comes all that dirty. Like, it's basically just, like, swimmy things and salt. It's just, uh, it's, it's one of those things where... It's your where... own cum, right? Like, it's not, it's not like you're having Jack come over and fuck it with you. I don't so know. So it's gross, but it's also, like... It's like, it, it, if someone's dog shits in your yard, that's gross. If your own dog shits in your yard, you're like, oh, I gotta clean that up. Yeah, a little bit of that. I've just... <laughs> I think there's something about it where there's people like, oh, man, that'd be so cool. Uh, but then it's like, wh- whenever someone brings that up, because this isn't the first time that this topic has come up. No, I'm sure not. Uh, the first thing I think of is, I feel fantastic. Isn't that like a song? Yeah, that a sex robot sings. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, in fact, I mean, <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, I'll close out the show with that song. That'll be the end credits. I feel like we should have um, opened with with the sex robot thing because it seems like there's a lot of places this conversation could go. See, this is why you should write notes before because you probably would have thought about this yesterday. Yeah, I just it just seems to me like you could get like a. Uh, probably like this far into the future they probably have really good fleshlights 
And you can stick that in your, your sock drawer at the bottom, and no one's ever going to look in the bottom of your sock drawer. Oh, you know what's a good game is Honey Select. That has robots in it. There you go. So we want to end there? Are we done? <laughs> yeah, everybody, buy Honey Select. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, Glad Space. Do you have a Glad Space? I feel like all my Glad Spaces are basically just, like, different music at this point. It's getting boring. I don't know. It's still good. Music's good. Yeah. What like was the music. last book you read? Um, I'm I'm currently reading another Drizzt book. Drizzt. So, yeah, oh, fuck, I don't pronounce it that way. Salvador can eat my ass. Drizzt. Not, not putting a goddamn other eye in there. Drizzt. The one I'm I on am the elf good. man, but in my society, woman is the man. Yeah. It seemed I a lot better magic. when I was in high school. I don't know. It's the, it's fun. Yeah, I mean the one I'm on's pretty cool. They're like hanging out with pirate or uh, pirate hunters, and they're killing pirates. And then they went to this creepy island called Care Witch, and I was like, "That's a cool name for an island." And they're like, "There's a witch on it," and I was like, "Oh, it's a dumb name for an island. Oh. Why would you do that?" But it's been fun. It's it's a it's a good old swashbuckling story, and they're gonna fight a demon at the end, I think. What's the name of this one? Uh, I think it's called Passage to Dawn. If General Organa would always say, if you don't believe in the sun, then you, there's no sunshine. Yeah. I guess I'm kind of glad about that book. It's been it's been an enjoyable read. I've, I've been gladder about other things, but books are fun. You should read a book, everybody. It's a good glad space. Yeah. Uh, my you? glad space is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Oh, fuck, did we not do it? Yes, yeah, it's the latest I've ever done that. Is at the very end. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, I want to. I want to talk about. Um, my glad space is going to be Starlink because I'm having a lot of fun with Starlink. Okay. Um, because it's a fun. It's just a fun game. It's sci-fi kind of thing. It's like a kids' version of No Man's Sky. Um, but the controls aren't frustrating. I imagine there's more to do. There, there sort of is. Um. I mean, it, it also suffers from, like, the repetition part, but also okay. there's only seven planets. So it's not like you're on your 50th planet by the time you realize you're bored. Sure. Um, and the characters, like, there's so much personality to all of these characters. They all talk, they all interact. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Nice. But it made me realize, and this is my real glad space, I've been enjoying Ubisoft games this last year. Oh, wow. And I've been really sour on Ubisoft for years. Because all their stuff has always been really derivative and just always seems to fall flat and I just don't like it. But I love For Honor. I'm really enjoying um, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Odyssey. Um, Star Trek Bridge Crew, and now Starlink. And it's like I've got all these points on my Ubisoft Club account because I keep playing all these games that I'm having a lot of fun with. And For Honor just came out with a new... Uh, there's a really big update where, um, you know how there's those three factions? There's like the Vikings and the Knights and the Samurai. Mm. And they I, they added Chinamen. So now there's like a whole fourth faction to this game. It's like, wow, they're still updating this game that uh, like, cool. I like. A lot of studios will just abandon it a year after. But it's like, oh, this is like a whole expansion. And I'm just, I'm, I want to praise Ubisoft for turning around and like making fun stuff with a, you know, it's a really diverse library now. Man. I got I got two things to say to that. The first is I'm glad you're enjoying Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because I've heard the way the pacing is in the beginning is kind of rough as far as like grinding goes. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll never play it, so it doesn't matter. 
The other thing is a uh, For Honor, a Miracle of Sound who does like songs based on video games has a really good one about For Honor that you might like. Oh, cool! It's like a really kind of cool heavy rock song. Yeah, let's post it on the Facebook page. Opinions are cheap. Facebook. Com slash fleshlight. <laughs> um, what's that band name again? Uh, Miracle of Sound. Cool. That's a good one. So we, we gonna say goodbye. War. Yeah, you know what? I just want to say to all my all my robot friends out there, um, beep boop, jerk. That's racist. You know what? That <laughs> that is their word. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.